That intro is for Tommy. Welcome to Dropping the Ball Podcast. I'm Jordan, as always, with Ethan. How's it going, everybody? We are here. We have a special guest with us today. The one and only. The man that knows more about Rangers hockey than I could ever wish to. The man that is a Met fan, long and suffering with me. The man that, for some reason, is a Toronto Raptors fan. But you know what? He's happy that he is. And that is our boy, Chris Armstead. What's up, Chris? What's going on, guys? How's How you guys have been? Yeah, hey. you know, we're, we're watching sports and, uh, you know, hating our teams. But it is what it is right now. Pandemic. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so we're going to jump right into it because we don't want to make, you know, we could do this for three hours, but we try to keep it into an hour, an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes. But let's start off real quick. So just to let you know about Chris, Chris is one of the few guys I know that has the same, that likes the same teams as me and Ethan and I. So he's a Met fan. He's a Ranger fan. Then he's a Dolphin fan and he's a Raptors fan. So I'm going to start off first with the happy moment. And that is the Toronto Raptors. How, what was it? Now, I've never seen my team win except for the 94 uh, New York Rangers, which was, you know, I was young. I don't really remember it. I remember them winning. That's about it. But as far as anything goes, how does it feel to have your team win, even though they're not local, you couldn't go to a parade, but it was worth every bit of enjoying because you spent, you've invested a lot into the Raptors. You've been a fan for as long as I can remember. And... Tell me about it. Um, well, it was uh, it was a pretty great moment. Um, I actually did end up going to Toronto for the game three uh, against the Bucks when they were down 2-0. Wow. Um, that was uh, that was a hell of a heart rate bumper on that one. Uh, that game went into two overtimes, if I remember correctly. And uh, the rest was history. They ended up winning four straight and going to the finals. Um, wasn't feeling all that confident about going against superpower. And then Durant went down and, and I was like, okay, calm down. This is still the same Warriors team that won championships against LeBron. Sure. And then clay went down and then I was like, this might happen. You were like, this is in the bag. <laughs> As a dolphin and Met fan, you're always waiting for the other. Oh yeah. Shooter. Oh, yeah. Always. And, it, you know, it's relation to the Raptors, too, because they – but it's just uh, – it was a great feeling. Um, and I'm in the state of the NBA now with all the stars healthy and stuff. I'm going to hold on to that championship forever because I'm probably never going to see one from ever again. Let me ask you this before we move, <laughs> before we move on to the next thing. I just want to – what was your feeling when Kawhi hit that corner three-pointer – Dating away, bouncing off the rims because you don't see, you don't, as a fan, especially for myself as a Knicks fan, I've never, outside of Allen Houston's shot, I've never seen a basket like that that's like, whoa, like freaking out. Yeah. You saw that, that's a all time history shot. Yeah, like, not- if not, if not the biggest one of all time. Yeah, I, I have the picture framed. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> So the shot went up. I, I think Lowry inbounded, threw it over, uh, forgot whose head on the Sixers. Kawhi caught it. And I'm like, okay, at least this isn't going to be a turnover, whatever. Um, I don't remember the score. I don't remember if they were down one or if it was tied. So I was just like, you know, it's a different feeling whenever it's tied or whenever you're down one. Right. That's either do or die. There's no overtime. 
he threw the ball up over Joel Embiid being seven foot. And I was like, okay, the shot's off. Thank goodness. I'm up in the chair. I'm like, and then it bounced off the rim. And then I was just like, ah, then it kept bouncing. And it bounced again. And then it went in and I screamed like a 10 year old girl. <laughs> um, I, it was just like a nutty feeling. And it just, you know what? It felt like, it felt like kind of like it was owed from the Vince Carter shot against the Sixers 20 years ago. Fair. When it bounced off and then mm-hmm. they lost. And, and you, that, was, that was like my real first rush. And, and I'm you, the first season and, Raptor fan. And you've liked the Raptors since Vince Carter, right? Uh, yeah, since 01, because we all went through the Chicago Bulls phase. Yeah, of course. It was, a, it was a tie game when he took the shot, actually. I'm watching Jordan, the video right now. Oh, was it? All right. Yeah. And then Jordan, uh, Jordan retired. So I was just kind of like in the doldrums. And I remember uh, uh, my brother, Sean, um, wearing a Jason Williams jersey. Funny how that turned out. <laughs> and then it was just like, you know, nets and stuff like that. And I just wasn't really feeling it. But then I saw the, uh, the dunk contest and then it was all history from there. I have to think that dunk contest probably created a lot of Raptor fans. Maybe because maybe, Toronto was still relatively new when Vince Carter came into the league. And I think that that dunk contest was because McGrady was in that as well. And mm-hmm. they were lighting up the whole place. And all of a sudden, people are probably going like, yo, Vince Carter's, even though Vince Carter was legit anyways, you know, I think he was the third pick in the draft. But he was like the guy now. And everybody wanted to be Vince Carter. Everyone had that poster of him going between his legs. It was, and he had to, you have to think that Toronto's basketball popularity probably took off to another level. Well, yeah, Vince, Invincible, the Air Canada. It's just, you know, he was a, he was an icon up there. I would assume can only imagine living in it. He was like a personal (laughs) mind. Yeah. Um, Actually, if I remember correctly, um, the uh that's the air fryer you'll go off don't worry about it <laughs> we had i had uh natty running around the other day with the dog barking and i was like i wonder if this is getting picked up oh well let's go <laughs> um yeah I, if i remember correctly he was actually traded for antoine jameson on draft night great trade. yes correct um, and uh yeah i just you know he he was a, an icon and just like this is the whole reason that, that i pretty much just Fell in love with uh, with Toronto, and then um, before the whole like, you know net trade debacle happens, yeah, because that's been always been the problem with Toronto is that people don't people don't want to stay there. Well, I think a lot of it also had to be that Vince probably saw that there was just no team around him really. Like they were probably in a complete rebuilding stage when they made that trade with the Nets, but I think that they reached a point where they're like, listen, Vince isn't going to be the guy in three years. He's going to be older. And they're going to have to move on. The Nets was probably the right team for him at the time. But well, if I remember correctly, he was yeah. he, for, he forced his way out. He did correct. He was like one of the like one of the first ones to do that. And it just um, it wasn't until like Demar Derozan was the one that, uh, ironically, Demar Derozan, the one that actually wanted to stay right. long term with Toronto. And I think the biggest free agent accus- acquisition that they've ever had was Hito Turkoglu. There's a black. Jeez, yeah. Um, and just, you know, he just uh, he meant a, a bunch to the to the franchise, and I ended up hating him after the net trade because of the way he handled the way he handled it and just wanted out. And well, and now, it's 
it's funny you say it like that because I think the NFL is dealing with that also right now with Watson. And Watson has – you like that segue? And then what? Thank you, thank you. I I try, but (laughs) but Watson. Now, if you just actually reported this from seeing it on your phone, I didn't see it on mine. But that Deshaun Watson has declined to veto his trade clause to the Jets, so he is off the list now. He's gone. So that leaves probably your team, the Miami Dolphins. Now, before we go on to other teams, do you want this to happen? Um, absolutely a hundred percent. You don't want to, you don't want to take a chance with Tua. Let me, okay. Let me, uh, go ahead and just tell me close where I'm at with this. Okay, fine. I am fine. Whatever way happens. Okay. I, to be fair to Tua due to COVID and his hips and his ankles and whatever the hell other elements he has, mm-hmm. I want to see what he looks like with a full off season. That was just normal. A okay. semi, it's not going to be normal by the time training camp starts due to the vaccines. And mm-hmm. it probably won't be available to everybody until at least June. Um, I want to see what he looks like with a full offseason and just fully with the offense. And I don't really buy the whole thing with the talent around him because every time in relief when Ryan Fitzpatrick came in, why was he able to figure it out with the talent that was on the field but Tua wasn't? You know, I, my, my wife is a Dolphins fan, so I see a lot of Dolphins games and I see where you're coming from with the Fitz, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when you're a quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been in the league for God knows 17 years or something along those lines, I think he's just a guy that even though he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, by any means, he knows how to come into a game and know the situation, know what has to be done where Tua was groomed with Nick Saban and talent around him that was bananas. Well, there was a, there was a video, I don't know if you guys saw it, of uh, Fitzpatrick and two interacting on the sidelines. You know, like, like one of those NFL film things? Yeah, sure. Fitzpatrick was kind of explaining to him that it may not look open, but it actually is open. So mm-hmm. the difference between Alabama open with Devonta Smith, uh, Jalen Waddle, um, Ruggs, and, um, and J- uh, Judy. Right. That I mean, right there, though, that's like one of the best wide receiver sets of all time. Sign, sign me up right now. And um, and there's a difference between that and in the NFL because the talent's a lot better. Sure. Now to go on the other side, do I want Watson? Yeah, and give up whatever you have to to get it. Two reasons: one, three years, only three years older than Tua, already established. You know what he is, and he's under contract for the next five years. Mm-hmm. Two. Um, Ooh, what was two? <laughs> well, it, just, just to piggyback off of what you said though, the first time. So yes, he is two or three years older than, than Tua, which is nothing because two is 21 years old. You got it. It's back. Two. Okay. So, and two is, um, you have to keep him away from the jets yes. and it's not even uh, like as so there's a lot of Dolphin fans that even if you even mention this trade possibility, the Tua love is getting very Tebow-like, and it's not – that's not great, Uh-oh. in my opinion. And, and now, from a talent level, it's not even close. Tua's better than Tebow. Tua was a better throw than Tebow when he was 14. Right. And, Tua, and Tebow on his best day. Mm-hmm. But 
you there's a there's kind of like a thing where it's like there's a possibility that you have to play Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen four times a four times a year, and you already have problems beating Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've beaten Buffalo yet since he's came come into the league. Well, probably maybe not, but uh, the the way I see it with Watson going to the Dolphins is it's the right move. Watson going to the Jets does nothing for the Jets. The Jets are not ready. They're in the fir- they're in the first stage He's of what 25. the Do- Hold on a second. Just want hear me out a second, okay? I want to do what the Dolphins did. The Dolphins made big trades. They got they got equity in draft picks. They made themselves available with money, and you know what they did? They built a team. So now the Dolphins have the capability to make this trade for Watson cuz they built a team. They have they have some good players around them. Who the hell do the Jets have? Mims? Who's their running back? Exactly. Who is their running back? Nobody knows. Frank Watson. Gore. Yeah, Frank Gore. That's our guy. And, and you know what? Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want I don't want uh, uh Watson's contract holding up the cap space that we have. I'd rather spend this year go sec go with the second pick. Get your th- get the twenty seventh pick and start building this team. I'll take a crap another crappy year if you sell me that they are not going to go sign veterans like they've done in the past, and they're not going to go and waste the draft picks on. And I'm not saying wasting on Watson, but he's just not the right guy for right now. He's tremendous, and I'll probably be eating my words for this later in life. But 100%. you know what? At this time, they don't have enough to build around him. If they said to me, well, you know what? They also, they have Julio Jones at wide receiver and they have, uh, you know, a decent running back and then their offensive line is in good shape. Okay, go get him. But they have none of that. They have nothing, nothing, nothing in this, in this, on this team is worth getting Watson for. We're just going to waste him. And it's going to be a waste. And then it's going to be wasted money, wasted salary cap because he's just not, I don't care what you tell me. The Texans team right now is better than the Jets. Fight me on it. I will. Uh, I don't think that that Texan defense was really bad. And the only reason why they're somewhat possibly better than you is literally because of Deshaun Watson. That is it. Hold on. I'll I'll, hold on. What about the wide receivers on the tech on the Texans? The ones that can barely ever stay healthy. The ones hold on. I'm not listen. The one, one, what's his name got suspended. Willie Sneed, right? Okay. And uh, and uh, Brendan Cooks is the uh, Reggie Ray of the NFL, where he has like dozens of concussions. Okay, but th- did he play though this year? <laughs> Thank you for getting that reference, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> did he play this year though? That's my question. You have to be available. You have to be available to play. And don't crap on the uh, on the Jet wide receivers course, Mims and Crowder in the slot. Well, that's, that's the thing. I don't think Crowder is going to be on the team. You should never have gotten rid of Robbie Anderson. That was uh, whoa, duh. <laughs> um, but I just you have if there's a generate not generational that's a stupid word if there's a 25 year old uh, year old top three quarterback this is like an anomaly this never happens you have to go get him especially with the loaded draft capital you guys have now don't get me wrong you don't have the the draft capital the Dolphins have because our picks are better at yeah. 3, 18 and then we have also two. Uh, top 20 second round picks with all that. And plus no state taps in Miami. Mm. Shout out to Sean, just in case you ever hear this. Um, now that, that being said, it's not between two teams. I don't think 
my dark horse is to watch out for the Baltimore Ravens. What? And do for Lamar? Yeah. Bro, if that happens, I'll then mow you $100 right now. Who Who's better, Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? Deshaun Watson. And the the Ravens, eat, the draft capital won't mean crap if they send over Lamar Jackson. And, like, you, you don't even have to probably give up a first-round pick. This is a, a MVP, for God's sake. Exactly. Wow. I never even thought of that. They they upgrade. And then that's that's just who I'm kind of keeping an eye peeled for. Because – it, it, it's just because they're close. The Ravens are close. Yeah, definitely I, close. Do you think the yeah? Hold on though. Here's my question: Do you think the quarterback is the reason that they're that they're not getting to the next level? I don't think so, but I think it'd be a lot more comfortable for them to be able to uh, do that, and they don't have to work on because there's there might be a, a possibility that that if he stays with the Ravens, they might have to pay him more than Deshaun Watson, which I don't think he deserves. But he's just getting it's the right time. It's just he came into the league after him. And he'll probably make a case of, I want to be paid more than this. Because I think Deshaun's contract, even when the extension kicks in, I think it's actually, for a guy of his talent, it's kind of a bargain. If you can look, I think it's like around the... Yeah, it's not It's not your typical It's not your typical uh, quarterback. It's not a half uh, million dollars like Patrick Mahomes got. Right. <laughs> Ridiculous. But here's the thing with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, back-to-back Super Bowls and possibly winning two in a row. He's yeah. worth every cent. I get that. But it's just, I, I just, every time, I, every time I keep thinking about it. I know. Just, I keep, I can't get the Ravens out. I can't. See, I. Th- Smart organization also. Sorry about that. Go ahead. That's, no, that's okay. I think that it's really, I think that when you look at it, that if there's going to be a guy, a team, I, and I, we were talking about this before we started, was I still think it's going to be the Raiders. I think the Raiders have a lot of ability to make that trade because they don't, the, the Texans then can look at it and say, you know what? We'll take Derek Carr. We'll take that little ass contract that he has. And they could say, all right, we'll, we'll go, we'll go to, we'll go to war with Derek Carr. Screw it. Why not? Cause what's the worst that's going to happen. They're going to keep rebuilding and then they'll get rid of Derek Carr. But I don't know. If, I don't know. I mean, listen, anything can happen in the NFL. I don't know how the Ravens can sell to their fan base. Yeah. We're going to trade the guy that just won MVP last year. And uh, you know, and say, yep. Oh, Take them, especially after a playoff win. They're going to be able to sell it because um, this guy's a far more accurate thrower and maybe not as much of a runner, but he can still get it done with his legs. I'm sorry. I think I think Deshaun Watson blows uh, Lamar Jackson out of the water, honestly. Uh, you don't think, though, Watson is a little bit more injury prone, or is it just that he hasn't had the protection Torn his ACL once, and that was in his rookie year, and he's uh, he hasn't been out since. Right. I mean, um, man, that would be that would rock the NFL world if that were to happen. They would be freaking out if that was the trade because that's something you'd never heard of before ever. Yeah. Saw that uh that uh Washington was trying to get uh Stafford beforehand before uh they offered a their their first and like something else too right yeah they were trying well, to get them well did you see that the, uh, the lions turned down a trade from i want to say san francisco whoever somebody had somebody was going to offer them the eighth pick in the draft i'm not sure who it was but they would have had the seventh and eighth pick back to back in the first round if they would have had it if they didn't make this trade with the rams now this trade 
is kind of weird because they don't get a first round pick this year. They only get a third and then they get two future picks. Now, listen, that's equity in the draft, which is great, but you know, you're trading Stafford, you're taking Goff's contract. I would have thought they would have got at least a first rounder in this, in this draft. So the thing was, I believe that would, from what I read was you, the thing was you have to take Jared Goff in that awful co- contract and let me just start out by saying I do not like Jared Goff. I like, don't either. I hate him with a passion. Yeah, I don't like him either. He be thanking God that Sean McVay was born or else he would never have gotten that money. <laughs> uh, well, well, let me ask you this, though. Jared Goff is a two-time All-Pro. Jared, All-Pro, or do you mean Pro Bowler? Pro Bowler, excuse me. Two-time Pro Bowler. He's also been to a Super Bowl. Now, barring, I know he's not, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not like that's why they went. They went, he's a, he's a good quarterback that can control the game. Now, ever since Gurley left, he's been kind of a different quarterback. I think the run game was what made him have a good couple of seasons. Now, he's no slouch. The guy, the guy won a playoff game with a pin in his thumb. He plays hard. He earns his respect, in my opinion. Now, do I want him on the Jets? No, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. But, you know, the guy, the, the Ravens didn't exactly get a, a, a question mark. They got a capable quarterback in this trade. And I think that if you look at it, you could say, all right, Goff will probably be gone in a year or so. But maybe they could have made, got a third team involved that needs a quarterback and then got a first round pick for this year, especially considering they could have been in the first round somewhere and gotten a quarterback because this, this quarter, this draft may not be deep in quarterbacks, but there's definitely some potential there. And I don't think they want to use that seventh pick right now on a quarterback when they've already established that Jared Goff will be their quarterback for at least the next two years. Yeah. He's put that contract. He's going to be there for the next two years. It's just, um, I just, it going back to the trade, I think it was because the Rams, I don't think the Rams are going to have a, uh, uh, after this trade's complete, I don't think they're going to have like a first round pick for like, like 2024, 2025 or something. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, you know, it's like a freaking myth to them what a first round pick is. <laughs> um, I just, um, what was your question again? I'm sorry. No, 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 I was just saying that, you know, like everyone bashes Goff. I'm just going off of how you were saying Goff is, you know, like you hate him and stuff. Going back to what they're giving you his credits, he he fell short in that Super Bowl, like didn't even show up. Real short. Regarding the running back, Cam Akers is a monster. Look out for him in fantasy drafts, by the way, because, Mike, did you you watch them play at all this year? Yeah, I did. I I saw a couple of the games. That kid is a beast. Like, why weren't you giving him the ball all year? I know he was hurt for a couple of games, but – and then, honestly, the playoff game – uh, it was it. Um, he didn't even start that game, correct? And it wasn't even because of the thumb, because he would have been inactive. Well, he he didn't start the game, but he came in and then he started the next game. The Wolford kid got hurt, right? Yes, yes. Honestly, Brian Schottenheimer in the Ram defense won that 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 game. And I'm thinking <laughs> joke about Brian Schottenheimer because thank, yeah. I'm so happy for Seahawks fans. Because, oh. oh, that dude, Vanilla. And the Rams defense is just, uh, you know, it was a, it was excellent. And I just – everything – he's one of those quarterbacks where everything has to be right, and you don't give that kind of money to a guy like him. That's – I can live with that. What's his contract? 
Uh, it's well, he got he got paid. That's for sure. Now Who, he's probably this? not this? Jared Goff. He's not uh, paid. Yeah, he's not no. paid like Rogers or Russell or Mahomes. But I'll get he's paid. But he's paid. You know, he's up there. Yeah, it's it, it just he's up there with the guys. Like like he doesn't make those kind of throws. He's a system quarterback. Right. And like that's what people used to call Alex Smith. And then Andy Reid got a hand, got his hands on him. And now Alex Smith is a lot more than a oh boy in his heyday. He was a lot more than a game manager. I, I you know, Alex Smith is one guy I wouldn't hate oh, you for the Jets fro- to get. Ethan's frozen. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah. Uh, Alex Smith is a guy I wouldn't hate for the Jets to get. Yeah, maybe as a backup. Yeah, but his just... contract is four years, 134 million. I mean, I'm that's a- nothing. Match your department. What what is uh? What is that? And what's his guarantees every year? Signing bonus is twenty-five million. Average salary is thirty-three, thirty-three million five hundred dollars. Three thirty-three point five million. That's two million dollars less than Deshaun Watson's going to get. Jordan. <laughs> well, he's a free agent in twenty twenty-five. Not for nothing, Chris. Joe Flacco was the highest-paid quarterback in the league at one at one time. Super Bowl. Okay, he won a Super Bowl. Great. Did he win the Super Bowl though? What's that? Did he win the Super Bowl or did the 49ers lose that Super Bowl? I don't remember all that. Well, but... I'll tell you one. I'll tell you what happened. The Undertaker came and turned the light off, lights off for a good 35 minutes. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the 49ers were the Super Bowl champions. No, the, uh, 49ers, me, the Ravens oh, were the Super the Bowl champions. champions. I vaguely remember that. But do you think that was a setup by the NFL because it was such a blowout that time? I don't know, man. That If they did that, they're geniuses. But, you know, I don't know how somebody wasn't playing Undertaker's theme music, though, at that time. What uh, Kaepernick would probably still be in the league if uh, <laughs> he got that Super Bowl. Yeah, the 49ers would have been a lot less reluctant to get rid of him. You're probably right, but, but I mean that's that's one of those with um. God, I just don't think Goff is a bad quarterback, and I think when he's in the right system, like he was with McVie, that that he was okay. You know, he was. That's what I'm saying, though. Right. Is that he's not a winning quarterback. System. It, yeah, he's not a winning quarterback. You you got to pay guys that kind of money that are the system. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. I, just, I can't really, I, the whole, I can't believe that man got, as a system quarterback, he got paid $33 million. Good for him and Sean McVay. Yeah, good. good for him, man. It's, hey, listen, that's what the NFL is. They, they pay guys when they're loyal and they keep guys and they pay guys and then they cut them after two years and they don't get their whole contract. Unless you're a running back, they don't Unless, play. Yeah, of course. Then, then it's, you know, take a walk. Now, yeah. let me ask you a question. Who do you like in the Super Bowl? Uh, Kansas City. With the points? What's the spread? I think it's three right now. Only three, really? I, I don't – it's very rare you see Super Bowls are higher than three because it's just such – you know, you don't know what you're getting out of them. I don't – I can't remember the last time I saw a big spread in a Super Bowl where I was like, whoa, like that is – they're going heavy. I say that because uh, it wasn't that long ago that the Chiefs spanked the Bucks in Tampa and right. Tyree Hill went absolutely bonkers. You think that I don't know if that's the same team they're playing though right now. It, it's the Buccaneers are playing the same team. That- yeah, that's true. I, if it were me, so I like to. I mean, the Chiefs are the easy pick, but you know, I think of the Super Bowl where Brady, uh, the Pats with Brady played the Seahawks, and I don't know anybody that was sitting there going, "Yeah, the Pats are going to win this game in that second Super Bowl." Now, there was a little bit of an anomaly 
there was an anomaly because, you know, they, they ran the wrong play on the first yard on the one yard line. Actually, before I go on with that, you know, it's funny. I just saw the mic'd up from that. And I'm sure I saw it a long time ago. Three and a half the spread. Yeah. So, so four pretty much. But so when I was watching it, they showed Marshawn Lynch walking back to the bench mm-hmm. and you saw uh, Pete Carroll looking at him and you saw Marshawn Lynch smile. Cause he's like, how the hell did you not give me the ball just now? Like he, this monster of a man is walking by Pete Carroll and he's going, you could see it on his face. He's like, what the hell is the matter with you? Why are we throwing a ball? It was prime beast mode. And it's just, he was running all over the Patriots. I think believe that that whole playoff run, he was running over everybody, everybody. And it just, it's, it was absolutely, it's insane that to this day, like people were saying about uh, what bonehead call was just made. Oh, the Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Matt LaFleur's call about not going for fourth down people. People were saying that's like the biggest bonehead call they ever see. That's a recency bias. Pete Carroll taking that crown for the rest of time. Number one. Yeah. So with that play, did you feel, what would you have done in that situation? Fourth down? I have the NFL MVP and probably the best quarterback in that franchise's history. I'm giving him the ball and letting him decide the game. Shame. So, so you think though, what, so you're get so let's say he doesn't get it hypothetically. So you're giving Brady. So Brady's going to have four timeouts to play with technically from the, uh, from the Packers. They have the two minute warning and three timeouts, yeah. but he's on the, what was it? Probably like the four yard line or whatever it was. I, know, I think it was a little bit, it was a, fur, a little further back, I think, but still like, I mean, that, listen, in today's NFL, that's nothing. Yeah. And you know, and you know why, I mean, I did say it on a prior pot podcast that there is some, you know, maybe there is some thought into doing to kicking the field goal, taking the points and then going from there. But you know what, like you just said, is the most important part. You have the MVP and you have arguably the best wide receiver in football. And, and then you also, and you also have a monster run game. And you have to, and you have to keep in mind who's on the other sideline. Right. That, that, dude, that dude has been killing suspense for the past 20 years. Which is which was the point I was bringing before is that how do you bet against Brady? Now I understand Mahomes is Mahomes right now. He's he's the next great quarterback. Where in ten years we're gonna go, yeah, Mahomes was something to watch. But if you look at it, this Bucks team is not bad by any by any means. They are loaded on offense, loaded, and they have a very good defense. And if you notice. Whenever the Chiefs played a decent defense, they had a tough time. I remember, I know that the Raiders, oddly, the Raiders and Chargers played them very tough. Right. Said they still, they, they still got theirs. They still got their 30 points a game. The Buccaneer linebacker and defensive line corps, they're, they're excellent. The, uh, the secondary is where the problem is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey are licking their chops, as they did in whatever week that they lit them up. So I just – I can't bet against that kid because he's just – and plus I think he's really look, – Mahomes is really looking for uh, looking forward to this, to tag Brady back for that loss a couple of years ago when D. Ford lined, off, lined up off sides when they had that game won. Yep. And I'm really – That could have been that could have been the three-peat then if they were coming now. Yeah, it's – like who did the, who did the uh, Patriots beat that year? I don't remember. Was that when they lost to? No, wasn't was, that the Rams game? The Rams. That was the Rams. Yeah. That was Rams. Yeah. So I and I just I don't know, man. I just I can't bet against that kid. He's just like the next coming of name something. 
Well, do you think that if you look at if you look at that Chiefs team and like you just said, two of the big names in Hill and Kelsey, who are man borderline Hall of Famers at this point, if they continue going all time. Yeah. Oh, Kelsey will be the best tight end of all time. Saying that. Which is bananas when you think about it, considering that arguably the best the best tight end of all time played for that team for many years and they never gave him a actually I put Gronk in his prime in front of Gonzalez. Um, here's the thing though. If you give, yeah, if you give Tony Gonzalez though, Tom Brady, forget Tom Brady. You give Tony Gonzalez a halfway decent quarterback. Yeah, I get it. He would, his numbers may have been even better. Shout out. What you're you're saying Trent Green isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Trent Green. (laughs) Shout out Trent Green. I I mean, they they were almost undefeated that one year. They were like 13 an hour or something. Pre Stolms. Oh God! Yeah, the whole sideline thing. Larry, oh. Larry Johnson wasn't Larry Johnson. Was he might have been? Yeah, that was like 06. We're aging. I still have a Priest Holmes jersey. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear it. I'm going to wear it for the Super Bowl. No, I'll wear it for the All Super right, Bowl. All right, fine. Wear my Priest Holmes so jersey. So the other thing I was looking at was the prop bets, and you know, obviously there are some pretty simple ones: coin flip, Gatorade, Gatorade, which I hit on last year for purple. Come get some. And I it was uh, orange last year. No, I think it was purple. I bet on it and I won because DraftKings was like just. Well, I think DraftKings does whichever one they see first. And then, uh, or they, you know, because it happened okay. like three times. But whichever one is shown on TV first is the one that the bet goes for, I believe. But as far as players go, you know, the prop ones are, you know, whatever. But the player ones, who do you see being the outbreak, outbreak player this year? Because I have, I have my guy. The cheetah, yeah. I don't know. I see. He'll he, have a, uh, he's going to do something. You know, he's going to do something. Yeah, I I like their. Holmes could hit him for a bomb before halftime or something like that. You know, like easily. I think Ronald Jones is going to have a big game. Interesting. It, what about Antonio? What about Antonio Brown? If nah, he if he plays right. Um. So actually, I Ronald Jones is a good pick. It depends on how the game script goes, though, in my opinion. Because if they're down, like I think they're going to pass. Let, yeah, Leonard Fournette's the pass catching back, and then yep. playoff Lenny. The hell, um, he's he's been actually having a good playoff though. Um, honestly, I I think now I remember Tyreek Hill went bonkers against them. I think that the Bucks are going to be oversensitive to that, and I think they're going to have safeties over the top the whole time to help that kid. Uh, I forgot his name on the, uh, that burn that got burned by Hill. So I'm actually looking for uh, uh, Travis Kelsey to have a gigantic game. See, I, I, I do like what you're saying with them being a little bit cautious with Hill and Kelsey being out there. So it makes me think that Edwards might be the guy to really watch because if they're, even though the defensive line and the linebackers on the bucks are very good with no secondary help, they may have to play back a little more, which will make Edwards get some more range to be able to get some extra yards on, on runs. And he's no slouch that kid. No, and, they also, and they also have bell there who's not getting as much play, but it's also a threat. Did you actually hear what uh, Le'Veon Bell said while he, why he signed with the Chiefs instead of the dolphins? No, you're going to get a kick out of this. He wanted to go there because he knew he wasn't going to get as much work. That's literally what he said. And then I'm just like, I am. And a Super Bowl, probably. <laughs> we did not sign this guy. I was shy. I was like, uh, like, whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm happy with Gaskin and, and uh, man. 
Isn't it crazy that it's Bell versus Brown in the Super Bowl too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Pittsburgh's probably just like, what the hell, man? Well, they they have a pot, they have a quarterback with a pop gun arm right now. They they got their own problems, Pittsburgh. They might actually be by next year if Joe if they if the Bengals get uh, Joe Burrow some offensive line help, the Steelers might possibly be be the fourth best team in that league. In that well, division. What kind of what kind of cap space does the Browns have right now? Because I I would have signing guys, right? So I don't really know. I mean Beckham's deal contract is ridiculous. I think they're gonna let Beckham go. They mm. played a hell of a lot better without him. I don't want to be that guy. That's no. I I <laughs> I said it. I said it to Ethan and Tom on a podcast. I think that the Browns were a better team without Beckham. We were able to focus on the run. Baker didn't have to have the pressure of the diva in his ear. Landry does his dirty work. The ball, get me the ball, get me the ball. Yeah, and then you got Chubb and Hunt in the in in the backfield. It was it was insane. But I just I, I don't know. I just I think this going back to the Steelers. I think they're in big trouble. I just I don't know. Yeah, they, they might have to make a move at quarterback because I'm telling you, especially because Joe Burrow is the truth, dude. Like, yeah, he's legit. And if they get him offensive line help, the, the Steelers will be in last place for a little while with uh, the Browns finally waking up. Uh, the Ravens, they're better than the Steelers, in my opinion. If it wasn't for COVID, I think they, they would have been a lot better. Probably. And, um, who's the fourth team? That oh, yeah, the Bengals. So I, just, I don't know. I just – Yeah, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. You got, that's a stacked division. Yeah, the North's going to be interesting next year. You know, it's it's even when the Browns were bad, they they that that division still always had the Steelers and the Ravens, and then the Bengals kind of sticking around, and then the Browns always sticking around. They always had they always had interesting games, and you never and and that's probably if you had to think about it, they're probably the most consistent division in football, as far as teams go. Well, yeah, they're, they're two good organizations, the Ravens and the uh... right off the bat. And the Bengals were under Marvin Lewis. They never won a playoff game, unfortunately. But they but were. They did make the playoffs. <laughs> and with Dalton and Green and and uh, Carson Palmer years for a little bit. Not for nothing. You bring up Carson Palmer. Schmanzada. If you if he didn't if he didn't hurt his knee in that playoff game against, ironically, they, the Steelers, they would have went deep. I think they would have won the Super Bowl because that team was ridiculous with Chad Johnson, Hushmanzada. You know they. Yeah, Oshosinko, whatever his name is now. He's changed it so many times. Oshosinko. But, you know, that was a good team. And they had a good defense, too. And it just goes to show you the bad luck that could run in this league. Because yeah. there is. There's bad luck in this league. It really is. Yeah. You're, talking, you're talking to one, you know, <laughs> as bad as they get. Well, how, how are you with the, uh, the Salah and, uh, and Joe Douglas pairing? Okay. Are you feeling good? I like okay. Salah. I like Salah a lot. Okay. You want my Ethan Jordan has been doesn't like Jordan doesn't like Salah. Ethan like has been Salah. on a solid boner since they since they Joe they, Douglas Joe Douglas I'm not like you know he, he's still I'm not the craziest about him but he had a good draft a terrible free agency in my opinion all right and I think that and I really like and I've always like I like Salah all right you got anything I got else? a good I got okay, a good okay. feeling I got a good feeling about him let's just put it that way better all feeling right. than I did Adam Gaze Todd Bowles. If they hired me over Gase, you'd feel better about exactly. it. Exactly. I was like in tears the day they hired Gase. I you, was so upset. But you I and Gase so have upset. the same eyes. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. My opinion on the Jets with Douglas and Salah. I feel a lot better 
with Robert Sala than I did with Adam Gase after their after everything the beginning. So I'm happy okay. with that. Okay. <laughs> now I can live with that. Douglas, I think, is a very, very, very good judge of draft talent because he's drafted well so far. Obviously, the guys that he's drafted have played last season. Nobody was a bust or cut or anything like that. Now, obviously, it's one year, but you could obviously tell that the left tackle, whatever his freaking name is, is definitely a player. Becton. Oh, Becton. Yeah. Yeah, that's a player. So you have a, a stone wall there, and now you have to build around him. And then you have Mims, who everyone is very excited about. Great. Now, show me you can do something with Sam Salah. Show me you can fix Sam. Sam Salah. Yeah, Sam Salah. <laughs> They're the new Bradgelina. I mean, right. I was hearing that the Jets could get a late first rounder for Sam. Yeah, that's what they were. That's what they're looking yeah. for. It doesn't mean they're going to get it. They're not going to get that. I, there's, but there's been interest in them. So, like, you know, I'll, what, what do you say? They're not. There's no way. Good. The <laughs> ghost. The ghost thing killed him. Yeah. It that just was the worst. <laughs> and you know what? Shame on ESPN for showing that. Like, don't be, don't be a holes, dude. Like, yeah, they're the worst. But um. I, you you're still you're still like in on Sam if they don't get Watson. I'd rather them. Do I ra- really have a choice. No 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 because <laughs> uh, we talked about this before. I'm okay with Sam. I'm okay with Sam if they don't get Watson because I want to see Sam with some talent around him. You guys hired Le- Lafour's brother, I think, right? Is yes, your correct? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, don't, he doesn't make, hopefully, he doesn't, hopefully he doesn't make no. Fourth, uh, more fourth down calls. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's my thing, and back to what I was saying. He runs he runs the what's it called the uh, Kyle Shanahan or the Shanahan offense that, or whatever. That's gonna get you excited. Wow. Yeah. That that Salah like picked apart uh, Shanahan's staff. Yeah, right? he did. He took everyone. That's a good thing. You never know. Yeah. They love him. Everyone want everyone followed. Everyone followed. I don't, don't want to see you guys prosper, but you guys are actually like in a good spot. But this, I hope you guys do keep Sam. Yeah, for your for your case. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, man, like I look at it and I say to myself, if if the end game is I have the second pick and the twenty seventh pick, and we make and we make some good draft picks, I can live with Sam this season because at least I'll see what he really is. Because okay. you you haven't seen it. Who has he had? He's had no one around him, and he's had terrible coaching. Do you and think, he's twenty two years old. Do you think uh, Smith is out as uh, is off the table for the? For the second pick, no. I I hope it's Devonta, Smith. Devonta Smith. I hope it's Smith, or I hope it's Chase. Or I I told you before, uh, I'm I'm okay with the lineman. Uh, swell, right? So well, I would trade back as quickly as possible. Yeah. I'd only trade back if I'm staying in the top ten. For example, I think that the Bengals are prime for a trade back. Yeah. They need Penny Sewell. For Sewell, that's it. They need Sewell because you saw the hits that Joe Burrow took last year. That's why he's his leg. That's an Andrew Luck early retirement in the making if they do not get him offensive line help. Wolf. So that's might be able to trade back, pick apart, maybe get a first rounder for next year. And then uh, I don't like no, I don't like that. I don't want that. I need oh, you'll get their fifth pick and then oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I can live with that. It would be a whole pack. Okay. 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 So okay, okay, okay. Either and you can still get uh, Smith or or Jamar Chase with that number five. That's fine. I can live with that. I don't want to be out of the top ten. I like the ten. I like 
the 10 picks that could possibly happen in this draft outside of a quarterback. I don't want to see fields. I think that is a, whoever gets fields, God bless them. Cause I don't see it. I don't see Ohio state quarterbacks ever working out. They never do. What it, it's just, I just don't like it. It's just, it's one of those things where that's a pick the jets can make. And I'm going to sit there and go mark this moment along with the many other jets moments. And this, my friends, is where they screwed up again. And they're screwed for another five years. They could have been Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Could have been Trevor Lawrence. That was rough, man. It hurt. He texted me. Chris texted me. And I was just like, I wanted to be like, F you, man. Just F you. Yo, Ethan, your brother was going like, wait, wait a second. If they have the same amount of wins as the Jaguars, don't they? You still get the first? I'm like, mm, no, strength is there. There's some funky ass <laughs> rules with that, man. Yeah, now, now Urban Meyer and Trevor are going down there. And you know what? Oh. That, that's good for Urban Meyer because uh, they're third fiddle in Florida behind the Bucks and the Dolphins. So, yep. Especially if the Bucks going to win it this year or something. What, yeah. what he's after the most is to prove that he's better than saving in the NFL, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah. It won't that's be hard. It won't be hard. That's not hard. <laughs> Hey, look, Saban wasn't bad. He wasn't terrible. Seven and nine that year. It just yeah. I that that all that being said, I wish nothing but Alabama the worst. <laughs> do you think? Do you and think they're Nick, doing great right now? Yeah. <laughs> do you think Nick Saban was just like right at the press conference? He's like, "What have I done? This was he so stupid." Pulled the Belichick. <laughs> like I said, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the problem. He coached that that under talented team to seven and nine. Yeah. And it looked good. That said, the Alabama job is a glorious job. Mm-hmm. The recruiting's already done mm-hmm. just by the school name. So I don't actually blame him all these years later for leaving because why not? It's I just, it, I, I just, you know, I, I always, to be honest with you, the, the head coaching thought process, or I should say maybe philosophy on between a college coach and an NFL coach is very intriguing because, you know, you don't know what are some college coaches. Okay. With just being college coaches, or do they always say to themselves, man, I wonder what the NFL is like. I have to think that runs through their heads, like the LSU coach or um, what's the name with the, the, gro- the, the grobbly voice. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. Forgot. But, but you know what I'm saying though? If you, wait, he's on. Ed, Ed Oldron, Is he the right. LSU coach? Yeah. Yeah, LSU coach. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> right. You know, he has to be saying to himself, man, I could probably get an NFL job really easy. I don't know. I'm sure some of the, some of the coaches just are like, they want to challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're probably saying, I love where I live. Mm-hmm. My family loves where we live. I'm a freaking king. Let me just keep, yep. let me just keep doing this. I, you Ed, know, Ed, 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 Ogron? is that his Ogron. name? Ed, Org? Elgeron, Elgeron, Argeron, Ed, Ogeron. <laughs> that's actually a pretty good impression. <laughs> but that's so to me, not for nothing. I always think the NFL head coaching job is the worst head coaching job to get in sports, in my opinion, because the shelf life. You know, do you know why, though? Because Tell me. out of baseball where the manager is now being neutered by the front office. Mm-hmm. Hockey, I the coaching doesn't matter in hockey a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
NBA, Steve Nash has proven that NBA coaching does not matter no, whatsoever. No. <laughs> and also the Clippers because Ty Lue got uh, replaced Doc Frickin' Rivers. The NFL and the NFL coaching absolutely matters. That's why. That's why because it's the most pressure and it's the king of sports. Well, let me let me ask you this because I'll bring up the NBA before I go on to what you were just saying. So, if you think about the NBA, if you don't have a Kawhi Leonard or uh, or Paul uh, Paul George on your team and or like the Nets with the big three with Kyrie Durant and uh, Harden. You know, that team coaches itself, obviously. The only thing a coach being there is to make sure they don't kill each other. But if you go to a team that's younger, a Pelicans team, I think the coach matters on a team like that. A younger team that's not, you know, superstar players of the NBA need a coach. They need a good coach. So that's why I, I'm I, that's why I'm still like down on the NBA nowadays. And I don't mean to sound like I'm probably going to end up being an old grump when I'm uh, when, I, when I'm getting that age. <laughs> Because I just – the NBA is just like – it's – I hate watching James Harden play basketball. I hate it. It is just – I agree with you. It's mm-hmm. terrible. It's just dribble, 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 fire three. Fat, fat, fat. Five feet back from the three-point line. That's pretty much – people are taking 40 – the 45 three-pointers a game. Even my head coach of Nick, Nick Nurse for the Raptors has gone quoted saying he hates the two-point shot. I It's just – I don't really – I, I really don't see the NBA like and Kyrie Irving talking to Kevin Durant on his podcast. Them saying that I feel like we're all head coaches. It's just like I know it's Kyrie Irving <laughs> saying that, but at the same time, it's like I feel like that's probably the attitude because it's such a player's league. And Steve Nash, with no head coaching experience whatsoever, got a head coaching job with Mike D'Antoni as his assistant, for Christ's sakes. Yep. So can you can you really tell me that NBA coaching matters? Again, my but my point though is is that I think listen the three point shot. I mean, centers are taking threes now. Mm-hmm. If the, if this was the year two thousand, in the year two thousand, it you would know Cone O'Brien. Shout out if you ever listen to the show. <laughs> but uh, it, think, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you can see that a t- the three point shot is just so easy now. Like like Joker shoots threes. You know, like speaking of that's the complete parallel of me hating watching James Harden play basketball. I love Joker, dude. Oh, well, his passing game is ridiculous. First off, he's like Jason Williams with a mixture of Arvidas Sabonis. Yeah. (laughs) Now, now the other thing is, is that the three point shot, and I've said this to my father, I think they should move the three point shot because I think it will make the game, the game better. I think if they, if they move it back, you know, and make the make the, the the floor sprout out a little bit more. Guys aren't going to look to shoot, you know, a 35-foot three-pointer outside of Steph Curry and James Harden, but it will open up the game for maybe more pick and rolls and maybe establish that the big man matters in the league and not a three-point shooting big man like Embiid. You know, that make that definitely makes a little more sense. Did you hear also hear about the uh like some flirtation of the idea of adding a four-point a four-point line? Yeah, I don't like that. Oh. That's stupid. It's, it's starting to get a little ridiculous. But like the four-point shot. Like it doesn't guys even make will be sense. shooting it all the time to try and make it and just be Talk, missing it. Click off. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I hate watching the NBA now, 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep gambling on it. Well, <laughs> well, do you think? Let me ask you this. Now the shot clock is 24 seconds. Yeah. Um, in college basketball, it's 35, right, Ethan? I think 35 yeah, seconds. Think so. Yeah. so, do you think if they make the shot clock longer, it will slow down the scoring and maybe look for a little bit more of a established basketball rather than, Oh God, we got to shoot a three. Oh God, we got to shoot a three. Oh, we have to get the ball up. We have to get the ball up. It'll make, it'll make plays develop more. Maybe. I think that the shot clock in college basketball is on the worst thing about that. I really, I think it, it's way, it just kind of like, like towards the end of the game, kind of like imbalances it. Okay. People can just hold on to the ball as long as it just keeps yeah, it sucks. Five seconds just like that said, March Madness is probably the best thing. Oh, I was <laughs> I was talking about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I can't wait. Best thing, like the best like tour like tour getting close. It's it's insane. Um I don't yeah, we got about a month. He was actually flirting with the idea of actually shortening the shot clock. And no, I don't think that would stop NBA player. Your idea of 35 seconds or 30 seconds. I don't think that would even matter whatsoever. I think they would just keep running because that's just part of the game plan. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, cause you like, cause I think of like how Mike D'Antoni is an assistant coach on the nets, you know, they don't, they your head coach probably. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, that, that team is not the seven seconds or less team. You know, they, they're not going to push the ball. They want to walk the ball up and look for a three point shot or look for a guy cutting, you know, there Kyrie is not a push is not a pushing offense point guard. So, you know, D'Antoni's offense is not going to work. So I don't know. I don't know how that kind of will pan out. Yeah. You're kind of right about Kyrie, Mm -hmm. but James Harden is. And as you, and that's, that's why the trade probably worked because it's like, Oh, I get to play in D'Antoni's system again and not have to worry about defense again. That's fantastic. I mean, for God's sake, they played the Wizards the other night, and the score was 145 to 142. Yeah, no defense whatsoever. No, it went into overtime, I think, right? I think it it might have. But still, even even 125 to 122 is a lot of scoring for a game. It's just – and that's that's probably going to be the net downfall that they're – they can't – that team can't play defense. That said, the NBA Final Four – is going to be the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Nets. And that's what sucks about the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's, it's There's no parity. I mean, you, you really just have a question mark. You hit it on the head. You only have a question mark in the, in, in the West, in the West, honestly, because you got to see if the Clippers will be good enough to beat the Lakers. But the West has a couple more teams that you can maybe. Utah or Denver can knock off the Clippers. Yeah, but yeah, still. I agree. I just Utah's I don't hot right now. Fifteen yeah, but, and five. But the, but the other three, you know, definitely. Yeah, of course, that's of not, course. That's not fun. Nah, like it's not NFL, fun. you know that the best quarterbacks are going to make it, but the nature of the game, you don't know what's going to happen. And exactly. That's the of it. Don't even get me started on hockey, which I think is the best playoff sport of all of them, because the nature of that game, you have no idea. The Blues were an eighth seed, and they won the Stanley Cup. And that's happened a few times in the last few years that uh, the eighth did, the eighth seed went the to Kings, the Stanley didn't Cup. The Kings also when they won their first one a couple years ago, not yeah, the first one, but like two. the first one of their run. Yeah, gotcha. please don't ever mention the Kings again. And during this podcast, <laughs> I'm still I'm still, still okay. processing. <laughs> Chris is still looking, staring at the TV, going like, "How did this happen again?" 2014, Bro, right? Game at the Garden, they would have won Game Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you probably. 
in the hockey. I'm just, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, what the, what, yeah, let's talk about hockey. We got to talk about Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> I saw that coming. He's, he's, truth yeah. be told, he's kind of an a-hole. Yeah, I've seen mm-hmm. him on uh, Twitter. He's kind of, he's, he's nuts. Politics. politics, mm-hmm. it was only a matter of time. And you know what? Be gone because Adam Fox is the truth. So it just, he's the head yeah. power play. Like, one like offense, And it's just, it's so, our so real quick, I've spoken to Chris about my feelings towards the Rangers, that they're a young team. They have a lot of talent. But as I've said on this podcast before and to Chris personally in text messages is that Quinn is not the right coach. And Chris, tell tell them exactly what you told me. I couldn't agree more in these statements. Well, essentially is that I'm looking at the season as developmental because they're so damn young with the exception of established stars like Panarin and Zibanejad. By the way, Zibanejad, wake up whenever you want to. Yeah, right? He's been playing terrible. But, dude, like, you got to – we got to help out here. Um, That said, I think that it's so developmental with Lafreniere, uh, uh, DeAndre Miller, who I love. And maybe kind of biased for obvious reasons, um, and, and just the other the other kids that are in the part, and the, the loss of Filipino is going to hurt because he is that dude's coming into his own, and he's becoming the established center that we need. We're in that second line. Now, I don't think that when this team is ready to win, that David Quinn's going to be the coach. He's not going. To, I, I just they're going to get a more established guy. I don't know who, but I just. It, 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 they're going to replace Quinn with a, a, a Lane Vigneault type because you see what he's doing with the Flyers. Where I said, I said Bruce Boudreaux or whatever his name is. What's that? <laughs> Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, yeah. But, but I, just, uh, I, I just, that's that's personally my opinion that I don't think Quinn, when they're ready to win, I don't think Quinn's going to be the coach. You know, and it's funny you, you talk about Lafreniere that the people were like, already going like oh he's not that good and so overhyped and everything i'm like it's what they yeah. played seven games training camp was 10 days tell yeah. those people to f off <laughs> matt mongello you heard that oh goodness <laughs> I, oh, I don't want to hear i don't want to hear his opinion about it yes. but but even watch you know the what games. but what chris said about quinn he's right that's the case. They, I don't think Quinn is the right coach, to be honest with you. And But he made a good point. They are still developing. This team is not a Stanley Cup winning team right now. They are on. They are completely still rebuilding. In, in JD, we trust because he's doing all the right things, making all the right moves. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And I, you, just don't, I just don't think Quinn's the guy. And you got to factor in the division that they're playing with because, because of COVID. They're in the, the toughest division. Yeah, yep. hard. The Penguins, the Bruins, it's just, it's, it's going to be the tough. Caps. So, and, and the Cap, yeah, the Capitals, and I'm so happy I did not have Flyers. one quest in a, in a Capitals jersey. Oh, I know. I just, I was, I'm, I'm wishing him nothing but the best, but from a selfish standpoint, I'm glad I did not have to see him. That said, please make sure you're healthy. Get well, King. <laughs> Get well, King. Um, <laughs> and it, it's just, uh, I just, it's just a developmental season, in my in my opinion. Before and we, okay. the by the way, they have to wake up too because they're they're the soft goals that Terrible. they're up. Yeah. Well, uh, well, for me, and I told you this the other day, Igor's got to play two games in a row. I'm well, sick of this on off starting tomorrow. He, yeah, he um, he's got to play. Uh, if they play four games in a week, he's got to play three. Enough of this on and off. Igor Scott, he's the future. He's the truth. You got to just let him play. 
Stop with this on and off. The kid is, he's 23 years old. Let him play hockey. And, and he, like Quinn's like doing the back and forth. He's acting like he has two Karask and, and Yaroslav Halak. The Bruins right. are able to go on and off. They're able to do that because they have the defense around them and they're able to, and Halak's the best backup goalie in, in the NHL. Not even close. So I, I just, they're, they're, I don't know why Quinn is not letting uh, um, um, Igor get a, a flow going. It doesn't make sense. If he gives up three, four goals, okay, let him back in the next game and let him get a sweat going, get in the flow, because it doesn't make any sense. Again, I think a lot of it, though, has to do with COVID. Like, I, I think people are just adjusting. Teams are adjusting to the situation that they've been um, given, obviously. But, you know, you have to see that you have a talent there between the pipes. And he is a talent. You could see it in him. He can play hockey. He's, he's a tremendous goal pretender at such a young age. And the fact that he just keeps going back and forth. Like, I look at the stat sheet, or if I see before the game that Igor's not starting, I'm like, I don't even want to watch because it's just frustrating. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And it, um, that's the other thing is that us Ranger fans, we're spoiled. We're spoiled as hell for the oh, yeah. 10, 10, 15 years ever since uh, Henrik took over for Kevin Weeks. It just, mm-hmm. uh, since that since that day in 2005, it's been nothing but greatness. But now we have to, it's time to be patient with these guys. And Igor flashed last year. I think he only lost like once, once or twice or something last year. Yeah, he was on fire. And I don't, and I have no idea why he didn't start in that playoff ser- series against uh, uh, the Hurricanes, but Looking back on it, it's probably a good thing because they got swept, and then lo and behold, they got number one overall. It's just you know, it's it be patient and trust JD and Gordon. Like calm down. Oh, and JD, we trust absolutely. And before we start wrapping up, there is one one team that me and you agree on big time, and that's the New York Mets. And on record, Lindor, how happy are you? Oh, I was elated. On record. <laughs> I'll be even happier when they sign him to an extension. Um, that said, please just get your freaking hiring process correct. Um, I, it's crazy how a trade like that happens and the mood was great. And then the Jared Porter thing happened. And now the Mickey Callaway thing is happening. I want to touch on that real quick. Cause I'm very, let's talk about it. I'm not going to touch on it. Like the, the point that Al Dukes did uh, Maggie yeah. Gray the other day. I'm very confused. I don't know about Chicago and Arizona Arizona uh, media. Are those teams catching as much shit as Sandy Alderson and the Mets right now? Because he went undetected in two organizations. Why is it such a big deal that Sandy Alderson's catching all of it right now? I'm not understanding that. And to the to the reporter. The woman with the gotcha question, did you ask any women? What women are there to ask in MLB? And it was kind of portrayed like it's Sandy's fault that there's not a lot of women in the MLB. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was, I'm a little confused. And Mickey Callaway, like, what? his own wife didn't even know that he was doing this. How is Sandy Alderson supposed to know that? Like, like, am I taking crazy pills? (laughs) Well, here's so here's the thing to answer your first question 100%. It's because it's the New York Mets and or New York media that is without question and everything off the previous scandal that just happened, also. Right, it's a hot topic. Well, well, we're talking about Porter first, so that 
without a doubt, is what makes it excel to higher levels whenever New York media, a New York team is involved because that is just cutthroat. They are looking to get whatever they possibly can. He's on the back uh, of the Daily News today. Right. He's not even the coach on the team anymore, and he's on the back of the freaking Daily News, Mickey Calloway. For Bud. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, I, I, I agree with that. Also, um, you know, with the thing with Porter, she apparently released this, this uh, story to this uh, reporter. I forgot who it was uh, from ESPN, and he sat on it out of respect for her. Yeah. Because – and I don't know what made this moment be the moment for her to say, you know what? Do it. I don't care anymore. Because it, it was years ago. But I was hearing about them saying that the hiring process, like you were just saying, needs to be better. How is anybody going to know about something like this? I, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like- you're, hi- you're hiring somebody. Because if you're hiring somebody, you're, unless you're taking their cell phone, and going and calling every single one of their contacts or checking their text messages or their pictures in this case, how are you supposed to know that a guy like Jared Porter is harassing a girl for 65 straight messages, including of your junk? How are you going to know? You're not going to know. And this girl, this reporter held it in fine. That's because she thought she was going to get judged in her field, which her field does is a difficult field for a woman to be in considering that female writers are not going to get the same respect, which is ridiculous. Cause I, I, there, there are plenty of women that know way more than a lot of repo- reporters that are men. And especially, especially in baseball, you're not going to get a lot of respect because that's a lot more traditional. That's of cool. course. And to me, like, all right, she sat on it. She told the guy to sit on it and that's fine and dandy, but you know, they're, they're hammering the Mets for not doing their due diligence on how are they supposed to know this? It's not like he's on Facebook showing his junk to people. It's a private message to a woman. It's just like you said, like, I guess the, I guess checking the background more, but how much of a bag I'm sure that it's impossible. If he's not doing anything in the public, how are you going to know? Yeah, I'm sure all teams are are very lax in their background check to just to make sure you haven't killed or hit any bodies of any type. <laughs> well, not and, and and not for nothing, he came with raving reviews. Yes, and it's and, and uh, high recommendations, and it's just like I I just when it happened, it just reeked of of Wilpon, but at the same time, I'm just going like, you know what? No, not really. Mm-hmm. It's just like. And then, like, the whole Steve Cohen thing happened, which I'm not really taking seriously as much because it's like, okay, yeah, you didn't even bring that he didn't up too. any money. His partner did. That's all I care about. So it just, you know, bring me – just keep bringing players in. And to get onto the field and get away from this stuff, I'm feeling really good about the team. Yeah, I would like them to upgrade. Have, having said that. <laughs> I would like them to upgrade third base because I, I feel like J.D. Davis is – uh, yeah, I saw they were having some pro- problems with him with the that negative. Well, <laughs> <laughs> negative. Um, and I, I feel like the Mets feel the same way because he was the only player that went into arbitration. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. else got signed. They actually bumped up Lindor in good faith from what he wanted to make. So that just tells me. So upgrade third base, and we need a center fielder. We haven't had a center fielder since Carlos Beltran. Jackie Bradley. Fine with Jackie Bradley. I wanted Springer. I like, I love, I love Bradley in Boston. I think, you know, if you look at this team, 
they're they are on the right track to being a legitimate threat this season, especially in a packed NL East. And I think that what you're saying with JD Davis, I like JD Davis, but again, I don't think he's exactly the guy we're looking for at third. Mm-hmm. I think you need a big upgrade. Now, is that Chris Bryant? Is that Chris Bryant? I'm all in on that. What are you giving up? I, though? I think I think it's definitely going to be Chris Bryant. Not much. The Cubs are hurting yeah. financially. Yeah, they yeah they need to get rid of that contract. You see that the the Rockies got Jack for uh, the best third Nothing. in baseball. I don't know why the Mets weren't didn't and try gave to get fifty in on million that. dollars. Yeah, so <laughs> I just, um, you probably don't have much. You probably I would expect like uh, maybe a semi pro, uh, a semi like <laughs> decent prospect, and probably. Yeah. Low level one, but other than that, yeah. I just Take don't want. Them. I Take just. Them. I don't want to see Smith gone in that kind of trade. I don't want to see Nimmo gone in that trade. Here's something to keep in mind: Sandy Alderson will not trade any of the players that he drafted. So feel good about Great. that. Dom Smith, Pete Alonzo, uh, uh, Degrom wasn't drafted by him, but that, that wasn't even uh, that wouldn't even be right. approach about. I've grown a little bit more on the whole uh, Bauer thing, by the way. Oh, that might me. happen, too. That might tell actually me. happen. Because he was against it, so I want to hear this. I'm, I'm turning because, you know what? You get Bradley, you have Lindor, and you have Jeff McNeil up the middle. So, okay, base your team around pitching. And Jackie Bradley's so good that they had to put Mookie Betts in right. And Mookie yeah. Betts is an excellent outfielder. That's exactly. how Jackie Bradley is at fielding. So be strong up the middle. You can build it around pitching. I just I I don't trust Trevor Bauer because he's just kind of a he's he's got a screw loose. Sorry to the Rosen clan, but he's kind of a dick. <laughs> and, like, have you followed him on social media and stuff? He like is one hundred percent a dick. He's, he's Tony D'Angelo, basically. Yeah, he is. He is. Like, I don't mind people with strong opinions, but yeah, point, I got you. Like, can you stop enough kids and just sign with the freaking team already? Yeah, you got to think of he's got to be signing soon. Pitchers I mean, and catchers is like in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we still don't know whether the DH is going to be right, but you know, yeah. shout out Rob Manford, Stooge. Yeah, let's go, man. Stooge, just a piece of metal. <laughs> I just Chris, think, you... go ahead. Right. Sorry, Ethan. No. I was just going to ask, have you been listening to Carton and Roberts? Uh, not as much. I, I'm more into uh, the Pat McAfee show, and then when I'm on my way home, I'll listen to Carmen Rogers. So oh, right. It's oh. just mostly uh, Craig berating Evan, which is very yeah. funny. Yeah, it is. They're actually st- they're starting to gel a lot better than the first couple weeks, so I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it. call and tell Carton, like, why aren't you guys talking about sports? And then he just keeps yeah. talking about yeah. it. <laughs> it's that, so that's always funny. Yeah, I love that. All right, sorry. I, I just wanted to ask him that. Yeah, no, we, listen, that's that's WFAN talk for sure. I mean, that, that we based half of our uh, jokes all around that on the whole <laughs> Vegas trip, I think. <laughs> okay. I, okay. But, uh, okay. I would, by the way, I would do anything to go back to that. We're, oh, I know. Let's just set it up. When uh, when COVID, when COVID's over, let's just set it up. I'm in. Yeah, I just say if it ever settles, but, you know. Uh, yeah. you know no, got to think of it. Got to think of a positive lens. Positive. <laughs> Takes all of us. Chris, the Will Ponds are gone. We're positive now. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was set to go Memorial like Memorial Day weekend, and then it got, it got canceled. Oh, yeah. Last Memorial Day, he was going back. Good timing on your wedding, by the way. Good job. Oh, my God. A, like a month later, and it would have been terrible. We were, li- we were literally talking about this the other day, like how he scored. Because it, it, he was, Ethan, probably a week, two weeks maybe off. 
and you would have been like having questions like, oh my God, like, can we even have this wedding? Yeah, yeah. we got lucky. We, were, we just had a year anniversary uh, two days ago. And if oh. you wait, and if you, yeah, and if yeah, you waited another first. year, and if you waited another year, you would have had a snowstorm on your wedding. I know. <laughs> I got lucky. Only imagine, man. Came though, I promise. Yeah. All right. No honeymoon, but we got the wedding. That's yeah. all that matters. Happy wife, happy life. So they say. Yeah. <laughs> first time, long time. First time, long time. <laughs> all right. That's pretty much it for us. I want to thank Mr. Chris Armstead. Thank you for coming on. We will have you on again as we continue to roll with the Dropping the Ball podcast. Uh, Ethan, give us uh, our Twitter handle, please. It is uh, DT uh, podcast at podcast DTB. You and can never get it right. The ball podcast. You can never um, get just, it right. If, if you just search dropping the ball podcast, <laughs> really find us. <laughs> like just look it, just look it up. <laughs> yeah, just put the name, put the name in. You'll see us. <laughs> All right. That's it for us guys. Uh, we'll talk again Saturday. Saturday will probably be a full fledged Super Bowl preview. And uh, we'll go from there. We'll have Chris on again when we're ready to, you know, really get some good laughs again. And think if, if you think this was loud, wait until we're in season on sports. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I yeah. want to wait. I want to wait for like three weeks into the Mets season and just hear. Just no, hear we got to do it before. We got to do it before because we, we will definitely like, do it before. Yeah. You got to break down the staffs, the yeah, lineups. We'll, we'll, Come on, we'll, break, we'll definitely have this the start for sure. It's my Eight, favorite stuff to do. April 1st, right? Uh, I, we don't know yet. <laughs> no. April, May. All the love, boys. Okay. Thanks, yeah, Chris. Same to you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Love you. Catch you later. Bye.